1: We put this time aside. John actually booked him. He's terrific on John's Show. He's a great writer. Uh, I know his work, of course, for many years. Washington Times, Fox News, The Hill, all that good stuff. John Solomon. John, welcome to the morning show. Sid Rosenberg, John Katzamitidis. How are you, pal? I am great, great to join you. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day to you. Okay. But what president are we celebrating? Washington. All of them. <laughs> All of them. You know, no, it's funny. It's, it's a good question from John Katsimatidis, actually, because certainly not the guy in office right now. <laughs> but on a serious note, if I asked you, how old are you, John? I'm 55. 55. Okay, you're my age. I'll be 55, God willing, in April. If I asked you who the best president has been in your lifetime, your answer will be who?
2: You know, I think when you look at the impact of the change of the course of history, Ronald Reagan in my lifetime probably made the greatest change and not only began the process of ending the Cold War, but really changed the American economy in a way that you know, gave us 25, 30, 40 years of continuous prosperity. So I think when you look out, he's probably the most impactful president of certainly in my, my time.
0: Ronald Reagan did a great job, and,
1: and uh, is he the one that won 49 states? He did. He won 49. He did? Yeah, yeah. And Nixon, right? Uh, and Nixon, that's correct, yes. Yeah. That, are there any pictures upstairs of you and Reagan? I, I, yes, I, there are. There are, okay.
0: Yes, I, uh, I worked closely with him, and uh, he was a great president. Uh, but uh, John Solomon, you know what he's known for? What? Tell us the name of your website, and tell us the name of your show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just the News is both the name of the um, website and the name of our television show on Real America's Voice, and then I have a podcast called John Solomon reports, because that's what I like to do. I like to report.
0: John Solomon gets the breaking news before anybody else. So when me and Lydia call him at 5 o'clock, he he tells us what's going on before anybody else knows. You know, our our 5 o'clock shows become number one at 5 o'clock. And you know why? We get the news out there first.
1: Yes. No, it's important. And John helps. Well, John, if, if that's the case... And you just got a ringing endorsement from Katimamatiti, so now you cannot disappoint. If you get the news right, before, pressure <laughs> right, The pressure is on. If you get the news before anybody, tell me and John right now. Is Vladimir Putin going to invade the Ukraine? No, he's
0: hiring the, the uh, c- campaign managers for the Democratic Party,
1: and, 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 and they're going to
0: re-elect the president of the Ukraine, and smart. it's cheaper to do it that way.
1: No, you know, it's actually really smart. What John is saying is actually really smart, and he's kind yeah. of kidding, but he's not. He doesn't think that Putin will invade the, uh, the Ukraine. What do you think, John?
2: Listen, most of the real professionals, the intel professionals, not the people that are captured in the politics of Washington, but those who actually are reading the intelligence, have told me for two or three weeks on my shows, uh, there's no chance he invades. The cost is too high. And also, Vladimir Putin's history of invasion never came with lots of pre warning They're usually pretty quick and un. Unexpected, like Georgia in two thousand eight, or Ukraine, Crimea in twenty fourteen. John, all he, he wants to
0: do, John, all he wants to do is get oil up to a hundred dollars a barrel. Yeah. He's making a billion dollars a day, covers yes. the entire budget of Russia.
2: Absolutely, and there's another element too. I think he's beginning to suss out where Europe is. So he's figuring out with some of these intelligence leaks where the United States is listening and, and has penetrated his networks. And he's also finding the divisions. He realizes, well, uh, Germany and the United States don't see eye-to-eye on the pipeline anymore. Well, that's a big gain for him. This is old-fashioned KGB uh, uh, tactics. And I I think at the end of the day, he probably doesn't invade unless there's some sort of unexpected episode that gets both sides, you know, uh, on alert and they they make a mistake. But I think think I'm with John. All the people I'm talking to think this is a cat-and-mouse game to make a lot of money and uh, suss out where the West is.
1: John Solomon here with John Katsimatidis and Sid Rosenberg. You know, um, most people think, of course, uh, rational people, that Biden... Is doing a terrible job. the the, the problems at the border, inflation, uh, supply chain issues, all kinds of nasty stuff going on. Yet Bill O'Reilly said to me last week, he said, "I tell you the author I said at the Nick game on Wednesday night, he said, "The one place he's not doing a bad job is right here during these Russia-Ukraine uh, the, the whole uh, the whole period together." He thinks that Biden has done a good job implementing policy and threatening Putin with these economic sanctions. Would you agree? that as bad as Biden has done up to this point, that the way he's handling Russia-Ukraine is actually not that bad? You know, uh,
2: time will tell. I think there's a lot of people in the intelligence community that I talked to that believe the leaking of all the intelligence is going to have a long-term negative impact because it's identifying for Putin where we're listening, where our human intelligence might be coming from. What, what President Biden has done is leaked every bit of intelligence to let Putin know we think we know what you're about to do. And if that is, uh, if if Putin is, is creating a, a false flag, if he's just tricking us into action, then we may have burned a lot of intelligence channels. So <laughs> I think history will tell us, you know, if he prevents an invasion, if we go back to a peaceful thing, he'll get a lot of credit for this moment. But a lot of people in the intelligence community I talked to are very worried about the use of intelligence as the overt diplomatic tool. Uh, they, they believe they're burning bridges, burning channels of uh, monitoring that we would not normally do.
0: And I'll give you my version on that, which is similar, is the fact that the one threat that affected him is that he'll screw up the banking system for Russia. And that affects his billion dollars a day. Nobody wants yeah. to affect a billion dollars a day. you know. Right. And that was the threat uh, that, he's, that Biden is capable of pushing that button. But on the other stupid – the stupider thing he did, he gave back – He put Iran back on the system and gave him $26 billion back.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're going to use that towards terrorism. I mean, I can't believe how much stupider you can do. John, Simon, say you.
2: uh, Yes, listen, the Iran deal, uh, we're very distracted with Russia, but they're making enormous progress towards capitulating to Iran to get some form of a deal. And here's the thing. Uh, I had two intelligence people on my show the other day both say that Iran is less than a year from a breakout moment meaning they've already gotten to the point of having a potential nuclear weapon, and this this deal is nothing more than a a fig leaf, a political fig leaf. The damage is done. Iran has moved towards nuclearization, and no deal makes any sense, but we're giving Iran a lot of cash so the sixty four
0: the sixty four trillion dollar question you ready for this one? Yes. You know, traditionally we used Israel to do our bad work. They'd go in there, destroy nuclear plants, destroy this, destroy that. If Israel did that, will Biden back them?
2: Great question. Our relationship with Israel is a little bit more strained since Joe Biden came in, particularly because of the Democratic Party's often anti-Israel rhetoric. Uh, You know, Bennett and Biden seem to have a decent early relationship, but I'm not sure this president would back up Israel on a covert operation. I don't think this president wants any conflict right now, and uh, Israel would have to go it on its own. That's most of the tea-leaf rating I get from talking to people in the intelligence community and the military today.
0: That's the problem. And what Putin has done, uh, uh, John, is uh, uh, Germany is very close to Putin, and they're not going to do anything anti-Putin. And Turkey is very close to Putin. They're not going to do anything anti-Putin. And France... They pay, they, you know, whatever the biggest price is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, listen, the map is not as favorable as it used to be. And that's what happens when you move from a position of peace to strength to peace to appeasement. You begin to see your allies picked off or conflicted. And I think that when history looks back, the difference between the Reagan-Trump doctrine, which is always peace through strength. always show strength and then get to peace. Here, we, we, we've shown a lot of appeasement. And uh, and the question is, what has come with it? I think the map has been carved up on us in ways we couldn't imagine 25 years ago.
1: I mean, you really, if you think about it, whether you like Donald Trump or not, and of course, uh, all the rave is is that he's going to run again and win in 2024. Uh, The fact is uh, Vladimir Putin was not amassing troops on the border of Ukraine when Trump was in charge. There was no talk about China overtaking Taiwan when Trump was in charge. North Korea wasn't firing off missiles into the sea when Trump was in charge. So say what you want about Donald Trump. You may hate his guts. Uh, This is inarguable. The fact is when he was president, this stuff was not going on around the world.
2: Well, you look. The only two times that Vladimir Putin ever had the courage to, to put Ukraine in jeopardy was 2014, when Joe Biden was given the Ukraine portfolio by right. President Biden. By, Ob- by Obama.
1: By Obama. Another feckless leader, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And and the same policy position. You have basically the same people in 2014 in power now in the State Department and the military. And I think Putin seeks with he's weakness here, and he's exploiting it as an old KGB
0: hen would. John, we have a break coming up. Give us your website again, or your... Uh... Uh,
2: yes, justthenews.com. Love uh, love people to come check us out. We just do news all day, no opinion. Just straight news stories, 24-7. And
0: that's the You're the Walter Cronkite of today. Thank, <laughs> thank you so oh, much, John you. Solomon, and uh, God bless you, and God bless America.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, John Solomon, that's a terrific job.